And now, live from the new house in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a comedian who looks like the future that Rush Limbaugh has been warning us about. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to toot his own kazoo. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little peach brown Bettys. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. Oh, I love it. It sounds like Jenna Kim Jones is in there, but she's not. Patreon. It's Daniel and Renee. Together, they make Jenna. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's so weird. It's been said before. That was sent in on Patreon by Michaela Finneran. I know I'm probably butchering her name, but that is the name. Twitter. (laughs) That just sounds like the voice inside my head if I'm holding my nose. Twitter. Twitter. Um, Ooh. Boo. (laughs) Oh. Apparently, what I love more than anything is harmonizing. Mm. Uh, Anyway. Patreon is a delightful place. Patreon where, is one of our children making noise, Daniel. <laughs> no, why? Because I thought I he- I'm hearing something, or I'm losing my mind. I'm going to mm. forge ahead. Uh, Don't you worry about the kids. No, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> okay, and I'll explain what's going on specifically with the kids and the no one watching them except our uh, baby monitor situation. But first, I got to explain. Patreon. We got bonus episodes. We have behind-the-scenes content. We have a live stream. We have... There's just so much shit. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that if you need more of this. And if you don't need more of this, if this is just the right amount for you, then I take that personally. Patreon. Um, I would like to say... Hello to my guests. David Huntsberger, hello. Hello, I have two things. I would, do you, you want to do them now or you want to do them later? Yeah, right away. Okay. They oh, pertain, two, two they, at the top. Yeah, they pertain to the beginning of the show. Okay. First one. <clears throat> that fool is eager. <laughs> That's part one. Part one of one. Patreon. If you want a little bass in there. If you want to grab that, like throw that. it in. Please do. Have that bass. And then the second, bring it back to the ombudsman, which I haven't been able to do a oh. great job of keeping up with. Yeah. I never ask, um, what's the significance of the love bus? <laughs> oh. Why are we all hopping on that? Okay. So, That's uh, an artifact of a, a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Carolla, who I... Mm, whom? <laughs> A man for whom I ah, used to work, yes. as you know, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know the story. Uh, he refers. <laughs> what do you want? Stupid in the retelling, but here we go. <laughs> he referred to his enterprise. I will take credit for it. <laughs> so you- as not to label you with the stupid. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was Daniel's I dumb think it idea. Was my dumb idea. He labeled his enterprise a pirate ship. Ah, the pirate ship. Oh, a lot, of, lot of pirate ship talk. Ah. So then when the shit went down, um, <laughs> Daniel and I had this. No, it, not, was my, it was my idea. <laughs> I think. But how did it happen? We were not. We were going to be. We weren't going to be the pirate ship. We were going to be 
positive. We're going to put positivity into the world. The whole I don't thing think that's quite happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe not. Was it? I don't know. I just remember you and I had like a pretty emotional moment sitting. For some reason, I remember that we were sitting on the floor in the hallway of our house. I let me just <laughs> let me just set the weird st- the precursor stage. to the story that involves the end being. Let's call it the love. Oh, no, it wasn't. No. It wasn't that. It was like no. Let's just put positive. Oh, okay, fine. You know what? I'm just gonna go there. I'm gonna go there first. Uh, it wasn't quite like that. Okay, so. He unloaded a whole bunch of shit about me on his podcast. Like the first time he he tried to be diplomatic about it. Mm-hmm. Um and then people were like, What the fuck? You're you know, what really happened? And then I think like on round three, it was just like a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. There was a let me jump what in. What are you a woman? There, yeah! was a real, <laughs> there was a real sense at a certain point that this was gonna escalate it. And or it could escalate, and that he was connected in such a way that it could fuck your career up in a big way. Like that was my feeling. So I felt like hmm. I That's felt what like he there was were real insinuating, or there was just I a... just felt like there were real stakes involved here. Huh. That if you if you weren't careful, because I didn't feel that way, but I was like, fuck. So all these people are tweeting me all these questions, and I'm like, fuck that. I'm addressing everything on the show tonight. Uh, and I tweeted something. Well, I didn't. I didn't tweet, I'm addressing everything, but I tweeted like, you know, I will give my side of it tonight. Yeah. And then in the meantime, this guy who is, we were sort of talking about like titans of industry before the show started. This is a business podcast now. We we discuss (laughs) titans, we discuss moguls, entrepreneurs, and just industry in general. I like it. I hope we do magnates someday. Yes. Dignitaries. What about robber barons? All of, we talk about all of them. Um, and I will introduce the other people on the show in a moment, but uh, he reached out to me and he's like, don't take the bait. And I was like, what? Oh, sorry. Did I, so I didn't explain who this was. This guy who's a, a titan and a magnate, mm-hmm. um, but more of television and technology, um, but someone who has like an interest in, not a financial interest, but just an interest in my career. Someone who sort of like a mentor, but who I'm not in touch with much at all anymore. Okay. Reached what? Was it Elon? Musk? We don't have to qualify it anymore. Okay. We get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reached out to me and said, "Don't take the bait." And so then I'm like, "But, but I was so planning on it." <laughs> and so I talked to him, and he talked me out. He talked me out of addressing it because I forget all the reasons. But like after talking to him, I had the same feeling that Daniel had of like there are stakes, and like he's like, think about it in a couple of years, like when you, you know, when if if you're up for a job, like what do you want the record to show? Mm-hmm essentially and like just make it just if you don't say anything that's going to make it go away the most so anyway uh and anyway i think that at some point during all of that daniel and i had a tearful conversation sitting on the floor in our hallway where we decided to put love and positivity into the world or some bullshit like that but then so anyway i did the show where i really didn't say much of anything and then like three months later i'm like i can't take it (laughs) like i gotta address this stuff but Here's the thing. I re- it's a long story why, but recently I heard that episode again, and I was like, ah, oh, I can't stand how I sounded. I sounded so fake, so inauthentic. Like, I wanted to reach it. I understand that, like, the real fans stuck by me, and I think they understood that I was in a really tough situation. But a lot of people were kind of, t- I think, turned off. Or, or no, a lot of people felt like the fact that you're not defending yourself means what he said is true, which was a thousand percent not the case. Uh, so anyway... um, what was I saying? No one knows. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I've, just saying. I li- upon listening to it, I wanted to reach through my phone speaker and like shake me. And by the like, way, I heard real. some of it too, and I'm on it, and it's just like, oh yeah, I get all the criticism. Yeah, I did at the time. I didn't, but <laughs> listening back, like it's Jesus. tough. Anyway, so I just want to say to everyone who felt that I should have handled it differently, yeah, I feel hey, like I should have too. Hey, that sort of was a question, though. Yourself. I want to know about the love bus. Oh, yeah, Daniel. Um, was I would say idea. this. Like, um, <laughs> I think it was partly just like, well, you know, getting back to what it is that you are. I'm a bus driver. <laughs> and it is. You're, you're that. You're a bus driver. No, but it was like, is there something like what? What is your show about? About love? Well, it's your your thing is more about just positivity, not mm-hmm. not in that stupid way, but it, that it sounds. It's such a subtle thing, though. That I, I mean, obviously, I didn't really take note of it until much much right. later <laughs> yeah. on than than the first time. And then I feel like even the super fans don't like they don't have shirts to say like I'm on the love bus. Or no, but but super fan Ray Morgan did this awesome love yeah. bus art. Nice, yeah, yeah. Like cause I feel like it's subtly in there where like it's a feeling. That yeah. people they don't even know they're getting it, but it's like maybe a little yeah. dose th- of good medicine. I think Thank we you. wanted to draw a line and say, "Hey, look, this is a show where it's we're going to celebrate each other. It's not going to be about negativity, mm-hmm. that sort of thing." In in hindsight, <laughs> it's like I think that that uh, the feeling coming off of that whole that like didn't last that long. <laughs> And so now it just seems weird. Pass, 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 pass. Yeah. Get the fuck it out of here. Weird. Now I, honestly, I like out. it. It's, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like sad. It's it's super. It's corny, but I do like no, it. No, but it, but what I'm saying is like, I don't feel any need to draw a distinction with Adam's show at all. Because it's right. like, who, who cares? Yeah. You know, it just it's it feels like a relic of this bygone era. Yeah. But, you know. You mean that the the beef. The weirdness. Well, just the feeling that came off of all of that. Yes. But, that was you know, a fucking weird time. But I, I, I guess what I was saying earlier, it's like, it's easy now to look back and go, oh, that's silly. But at the time, that it really felt like he was escalating things. And I am not sure still that um, it couldn't have escalated further. So, oh, yeah, I may have. Um, well, yeah, there was, yes, there, there, okay, one more thing and then we're moving on. There was this feeling of like, "Hey, fucko, you fired me. Why are you coming after me now?" Right, but he had a he had a he had a a, a platform that was way bigger than yeah. yours, and so you were you were in a powerless position. I mean, you had some power, but he had way more, you know, way more listeners, way more right. people that he could, you know. So hence, love bus, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel. Hello, welcome. Hi, I have. I think today successfully rationed, paced, and planned the caffeine intake. We got to explain. Let yeah, me introduce I'm... one more person, and then Ugh. we got to fill David in on on what happened last time regarding the energy drinks and Daniel. <laughs> Jeff, hello. Ugh. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> hey, Allison, how are you doing? I'm, I'm just going to make a note. <laughs> Fucked up. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we should do that again because I forgot how this goes. And so when you said, how are you doing? I actually answered, <laughs> let's do it again. Are you going to start? Hello, Jeff. Welcome. Ugh. Hi, Allison. How are you doing? I'm just going to make a note. Fucked <laughs> up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So welcome, everyone. Yep. Welcome, listeners. A lot of fun stuff. We've got a Canada update. Uh, but... 
let's explain. We need to catch up with Honey Huntsberger here. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so last week, Daniel, go. You want me to leave? Take it away. Uh, I was pretty out of it last week, Dave. Uh, you know, the, the new baby. I don't know if you know this. Not a lot of sleep with new babies. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep. And uh, I just went full tilt on the calf mm-hmm. that day. And it was and it was and it was lots of different kinds mixing it up. Do you do the energy drinks or just caffeine? Everything. Oh, it was all of the above. It was just it was literally like throw all your artillery at the the enemy. And uh, <laughs> there the, was coffee. There were energy drinks. There yeah. was something called Mountain Dew Code Red, and it took so long to find out is Code Red a different color? Is it a different flavor? It's yeah. a state of mind. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Yeah, and so by the time uh, evening time rolled around, uh, this brain had had it, <laughs> threw in the towel, and so that was fun. Um, so today I was much more conscious about it. Um, I had uh, one cup of coffee this morning. And then, and listen, spare me with the health updates, folks. We're in <laughs> crisis mode here. How, how hydrated are you staying? Uh, I'm drinking some water. Not as much as I should, probably. But I'm, I'm having water, sure. Wait, what What health updates? Do you mean like... Because I'm about to explain what oh, the next thing was. Okay. <laughs> which was five-hour energy extreme. They have an extreme? What oh, is, yeah. How many hours does that get you? Or does it just get you a better five? Five, but they're peak hours. <laughs> and it's like five hours, but there's hammer-ons playing in your head the whole time. <laughs> biddly, 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 biddly. That's right. That's right. Just noodling out on the guitar. <laughs> you uh, suddenly have a neck tattoo. <laughs> what? I'm so extreme now. <laughs> it just appears on your neck. It <laughs> goes away when it's no done. fear. <laughs> Balls um, out. Yeah. So I I, uh, I down that little uh, that little treat around four. Which will mean I'm I'll be up for a while. What's but. it look like when you drink a five hour energy extreme? Are you doing it in shame? Or are you just kind of cheersing someone in the distance? Are there people there's seeing sh- you? There's shame. This? There's definitely shame. You know. <laughs> what you got there, friend? Uh, this uh, five hour energy extreme. Yeah. And they go, oh, I don't want to <laughs> hang out with that guy. Is that why they're so tiny so you can palm it in your hand so that nobody can see you? <laughs> just walk down the street flask. and just be like, <coughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why there's shame. I've come I just to think feel- of it. It feels like something very unhealthy that I'm doing. I don't think I've ever seen someone drink one in public, so they must all be done. That's what I was thinking. Under I've the never table. seen. Mine's if I in saw a tiny like a trucker bag. do it at a gas station, I'd be like, "That makes sense." Yeah, you I know, feel like truckers I definitely. I feel like they're largely consumed before you're out of the line at the Seven Eleven. Yeah. yeah. So the the cashier is handing you your change. You're putting the receipt and change in your pocket, <laughs> and with the other hand, Wait, has everyone here had it? <laughs> I have not. I've had no. five hour energy, but not the extreme. And I don't I know what the honestly, is. I don't feel any difference between the two. Is it it's just, a slightly bigger? Maybe it's a flavor that's extreme. I don't know. It was grape, and it it was pretty extreme. It was an extreme grape. <laughs> um, I will say that five hour compared to Red Bull or any is kind of a better high high or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like like Red Bull will make you like jittery. a little jittery, and coffee will make you feel five hour energy will be like you'll you just get more energy. Can't wait till you guys have an ad read for Red Bull. Well, <laughs> but I don't know that it's healthy. I don't know what I think. It's like B vitamins and tons of caffeine. I don't the know. 
I wish we had video right now because the way the way your body moved when you were explaining <laughs> five hour energy when you're like it's just like get you like you seemed so drug addicty. Oh, full on drug But addict. like in a reverie. In a reverie, but also strung out. Like I don't know your jaw moved in a weird way, your whole body shimmy. It's the reason why this is as far as I go. What are you talking about? Well, because if I were to get my hands on Adderall or cocaine or whatever, I'd probably be real into it. <laughs> I was going to commend you uh, yeah. for not doing that. And then yeah. I thought, oh, I don't want to even throw that out there. Yeah. No, but I won't do <laughs> what? that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I won't do that for the, for the because I know that I love the stimulants. That a boy. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, for all the energy drinks and stuff we've heard about, you rarely hear like, not doing good. I got real into energy drinks. Right? Yeah. I really never heard people having like a substance abuse issue with them. That's true. So right. that's good. Yeah. Uh, two things to say about drugs. One, I was exiting my happy place, the grocery store, and uh, there was a, a dare table there. Mm-hmm. Um, dare is back. Dare to keep kids off drugs. And just from make dares. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you to lift your shirt up real fast for five seconds. <laughs> truth. I'll take truth. Well, um, did dare go away? I thought that it was from my childhood and then mm. I never heard anything about it. Did, you, did everyone here have dare? It was the anti-drug yeah. Yeah. program oh, yeah. in your yeah. school. Drug abuse resistance education. Come yeah. on. And then those shirts became a hallmark for drug addicts to wear. Like potheads. I shouldn't say drug addicts, but like... Any sort of Jeff, you would know. You're at a punk show yeah, and like you, you see the bassist wearing a dare shirt. You're like, that's hilarious. That guy looks like he's so stoned right now. Right. It the, is funny. The irony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought dare had gone away. Maybe it hadn't. I don't know. I I, I walked the perimeter and tried to not make eye contact because I don't <laughs> have it in me to say I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Well, actually, I can't. That sounds so bitchy. Even well, like you're then. you're pro kids on drugs, so it's uncomfortable when you're. I don't have it in me to say, let's see, what would I say? I would say, I'm so sorry, I'm in a rush. That's like the most indirect, direct I could be. What are they hitting them with these days? Because it used to be pot was a gateway, and now it's legal everywhere, especially right. here. We, like You would what even say it to a kid. Kids? No, like what are the instructors at a dare seminar kind of going, all right, kids, what are we going to say no to? Pot? And the kids are like, my Nana uses it and helps her. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't feel like having a conversation right now. Yeah, I don't have that. I wish I did. Is that what Dare did? They'd have seminars? They would have a person They would come send to your... someone to your school. Mine oh. was dressed like, at, and like I think and a, a working police officer. Yeah, we had yeah. a lady cop. All I know yeah. is the bumper stickers and the shirts. I've, you didn't just... have a cop come to your school and ask you what you want to be when you, gr- when you grow up Probably. and have you practice saying, <laughs> no, 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 broken record. Mine was a um, female police officer as well. And then later when I was driving, I blew through a stop sign and she pulled me over. I was 100% sure it was her. And I feel like she kind of recognized me too because she let me go. That There you oh. go. Yeah. So it did work out well for you. Yeah. You netted benefits. <laughs> I ran through that stop sign because I was running away from drugs. <laughs> she goes, thanks you to you. Stop? <laughs> I, was, I was scared of drugs. I blew through it because it was just like this country road. Where there's no one for, you know, and she goes, did you stop back there? The weird thing is all my windows were kind of iced over, so I couldn't really see great other than right ahead of me. But I said, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> she goes, you definitely did not. I've blown a couple like, stoplights recently. How's it feel? It's it's not something I'm proud of. Is it extreme? Billy, 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 yeah. billy, billy. Well, there, wait. There are you a- talking about the one where? <laughs> yes. Where both kids were in the car crying, and what did you say? To <laughs> they them? were scream crying. It was like 
bloody murder and it just turned red <laughs> and, and there was went, no traffic and i'm like nope no no you, no, you went fuck you no <laughs> <laughs> not I, today i'm getting home god damn it <laughs> uh, oh because when you drive they quiet down and then when the car comes to a stop they- then it's like <laughs> what? it's like so the it's worst like, version nope. of speed yes 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 <laughs> Uh, All right, hot shot. You got two kids, two small toddlers in the back. What do you do? (laughs) You're about to run a red light. Yeah, that's what I say. You're about to run a red light. Except this time I I was on board because the the screaming kids was so Well, I mean, if it had even been a remote risk. You're the wildcat. Remember that Sandra Bullock's character? She's a wildcat. Did someone say that she is one? Yeah, they put the, I am one too. She he, that's how they realize that they're filming them because her sweatshirt says Arizona. Oh. Their mascot is the Wildcats. And he's calling you Wildcat, and he knows. Mm. He sees you on the CCTV of the bus. Was that a good movie? Because I recall mm. it being a good movie. I, I didn't it. love it, but it's one of those like cheesy fun movies. Yeah, yeah. it's what you want out of. Oh, speak. Are we talking movies? Did you guys see Arctic? It's the best movie ever made. Arctic. Arctic is phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, is it about a curved dick? <laughs> oh, see, I wasn't. Um, I wouldn't. I would think it would be about like a profane Noah. It was like, get on the ark, dick. Oh, <laughs> or what if Noah built a giant dick instead of an ark, and God was like, should have chose someone else. That's nah, plausible. This is the extreme talking. <laughs> Wait, so, so Arctic? Arctic? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. No, me neither. It's great. It? It's fantastic. I'll tell you no more about it, other than oh. a gentleman is stranded. In barren. Is this a movie that's out now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it came out in like February. To little acclaim, but gotta get the word out. It's huh. phenomenal. It's so good. And Could and uh, what superheroes are in it? Uh, the cast. Can, I can't tell you. I'll tell you too much. But I will oh. say the cast is under ten by quite a bit. And not, is that including penguins. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there are very few, mm. very few actors in it, and uh, it's just fantastic. Is there a twist to it? I can't tell you anymore. It's too good. Oh, my good. God. Yeah, you got to get into it. Okay. I'm definitely Googling this later. Now, the other drug thing I needed to say, who here if... Well, no. I'll just say what I'm going to say instead of polling the table. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to take my Lexapro the other night, and I take it at night, and I woke up in the morning. I'm crazy. <laughs> and I felt so weird. I felt like... When I stood up, when I stopped moving, I felt like I was still moving in a way. I felt like um, I, I was sort of half awake and I was con- I, I felt so weird that I was convinced that my body was still asleep and like hadn't caught up to me being awake, which Whoa. all made sense in my head. And then later, I described it as I feel like my body is like a bean bag and all the beans are going to like to the yeah. bottom of my legs or like my body is like an hourglass. And when I take a step, it, like the it's being turned over and all the sand is running through it. And you felt like your serotonin reuptake was uninhibited. It was so uninhibited. Mm-hmm. It was That's so. What, that was very medical. What is that? Is oh, that a real? Yeah, because they're Ser- SSR. Antidepressants are SSRIs, which is serotonin Re-up. reuptake inhibitor. Ah, um, these are uninhibited. Wait, what's the first S? <laughs> S- Selective. Selective. There we go. So, anyway. Uh, so then I realized that I hadn't taken it and I took it, but the feeling lasted for most of the day. Uh, I'm fine now, I think. By the way, now, re- 
keep in mind what she just described the feeling as. I had described to her the feeling, because this has happened to me before, as being like made of pixels and those pixels sort of like drifting apart from one another. She has a real problem with that description, I even see. though her her description is pretty much exactly the same type mm. of description. That's oh. all. Didn't you say you felt like your personality was disintegrating nope, or something? Never said that. You're, you said something <laughs> where I'm like, I don't. Is this a feeling? My or personality? Is this, no, not your personality. Your core. I don't know. You said something that did not make okay. sense to me. All and right. then when all I right. explained, no. When I no. when I explained how uh, I no. felt, you're like, yeah, that's what I said that it feels like. So here's my question. Mm. Here's my question in parentheses. Anyone else at the table experienced this? I don't know the status of anyone else and whether they're on drugs. Now, the what I'm going to say, though, is the way these drugs work, it takes like six weeks when you start to even feel them. So how is it that you miss it by a couple hours and you feel like a beanbag? I realize I should be talking to a panel of pharmacologists, but what <laughs> can help you? Yeah, I'm unfamiliar. Well, I actually did work on the Paxil launch. Wonderful. Seriously, I used to work for Smith Klein Beecham. I didn't what? know that. Yes. Who are, are such you? an enigma? That's why I knew Selective. It's because it takes a while for it to build up in your system, but the half life of it is very short. So when you stop taking it, it tapers off really quickly. So it gets it's it takes a while to build up the efficacy, but when you stop taking it, the side effects or the effects um, go away and really go away really quickly, depend, depending on what you're taking. And I, the night that I didn't take it, I was feeling kind of sad. And I was like, why am I feeling so blue? It must be my period, which I still haven't had, or it must be hormones, which I'm not, I'm still, I still think it might've been hormones. Cause I don't know if it could happen that fast, but that's crazy. It really makes you feel like, um, you're dependent on it really makes me feel like wow i didn't realize how dependent i was i didn't realize what it was going to feel like if i forgot it just it was just 12 hours it's why they if you were going to stop taking it they'd taper you off yeah there is a thing called serotonin with withdrawal symptoms is it where you feel like a beanbag if you look it up you'll you'll recognize a lot of it so wait what did you do for smith klein beecham uh production stuff so I did like doctor meetings and videos and things like You're that. You're one of the strangest punk rockers I've ever met. <laughs> I've, had, I've had terrible punk rock jobs. So I, I worked for a multinational pharmaceutical corporation. I worked in an animal research lab. Oh my God. Uh, that's the most punk rock thing you can do, though, is to be a corporate. That's, that's me wearing a D.A.R.E. t-shirt. That's yeah. right. Wait. I, I worked at Donald, one of Donald Trump's casinos. <laughs> Wait, what was the animal research lab like? Uh, I was cleaning up a lot of animal poop. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. What kind of animals? Uh, rats. There were some raccoons. I didn't have to clean it. Well, did I have to clean it? No, I don't think I had to clean up after the raccoons. But yeah, I cleaned a lot of mouse poop. There's research being done on raccoons? Oh, sure. Like, what kind? Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. This was, this was for a medical... This was for a, a university. So it was all... Uh, you know, it wasn't like they were squirting shampoo in their eyes right. to see if it hurt. But it was mostly cancer research. Mm. So there were these things called nude mice... And there are mice that, for some reason, aren't they've been bred that way or wound up that, that, that way, but they have no immune system just or very don't little like immune pants, system. Just like pants, man. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> free-balling at mice. <laughs> they and, have no immune system. Yeah, and so they would do tests on them because you could get the results quicker because they had no immune system. Right. But yeah, a lot of mice and rat crap I cleaned up. Sad. Was Dang. it sad? Uh, 
it wasn't too sad because I didn't really interact with animals a lot. I just cleaned the cages, mm-hmm. which was a very robotic procedure. There was literally a machine. They and were there just was this... over there cowering in the corner. Yeah, I just, I just never <laughs> saw sweating them. Sweating out of their eyes. But it was, <laughs> saw nothing. It was heavily air conditioned, and this was in Philadelphia in the summer, so it was a great job. I would just go in there all day, <laughs> just be freezing my ass off like I would have to take a jacket. It was just awesome to right. have free air conditioning. <laughs> and there was this weird guy, Larry, that I worked with. It was, he was so weird. What kind of weird? What, yeah, like, like a little bit special needs weird, but he was he was just one of these like, yeah, he was just really weird, but like a friendly guy, but like the kind of guy that was like a big kid, like in in a weird way, like he was in his twenties, but like you knew he needed to be looked after because mm. somebody would be like, hey, can I check out your wallet? And he'd be like, okay, right, but yeah, <laughs> and what did he do house. there? He did the same job as me, but he was full time. He, he was, was his guy. career. That was his career. You were yeah. just a freelance poop cleaner upper yeah. part-time. He had a passion for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, hey, in that case, he never worked a day in his life. That's true. I need to talk to you guys about something, and then we need to, to get to our Canada stuff. What about uh, Honey Huntsberger updates? That's what I want. <laughs> we got to do that, too. We got so much to cram in, you guys. Getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier said than done, right? Open Fit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. Lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. So Open Fit is a brand new, super simple streaming service, which is so fun to say, that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Everyone's bodies are different and Open Fit gets that, which is why it is personalized to your needs with custom tailored original content. Open Fit is great. They have great classes. Um, they have a lot of great uh, education. Well, yeah, I would say educational. I learned stuff from reading it. Um, a lot of great fitness and nutrition info. Amazing trainers and classes. Open Fit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar. Or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers know how to get you results quick. And I just love that you don't have to drive to the gym, find a parking place, make time for it, etc. It's also great if you travel a lot for work. You can access anytime anywhere view on your computer web enabled tv tablet smartphone and roku open fit has changed the way i work out and with my code allison you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you again use my code allison and start using open fit for your journey to a healthier life right now during the open fit 30-day challenge my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to open fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text allison a-l-i-s-o-n to 30 30 30 you'll get full access to open fit all the workouts and nutrition information totally free again Again, just text Allison to 303030. That's Allison to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. Okay. Before we get on right. to things, I just want I was just reminded that uh there's no better way to stay humble than to have a wife who will post pictures or anything <laughs> to Instagram and has a bunch of followers. Today she posted a picture of us from eight years ago, seven years ago. Uh, it was from 2012, so seven. And uh, it was you know me pre facial hair, and I wasn't wearing glasses at the time. And like half the comments, and by the way, love you guys, it's fine. Were <laughs> what the fuck happened to Daniel? Oh my god! 
Yeah, it's That's, true. Why would you? Oh, love Meaning you guys. What? Keep them coming. Like, scale it back a little, well, gag. Yeah, the years have not been kind. <laughs> Want me to read one? Yeah, I'm okay. queued up. All day is like, uh, it, it, it's a good thing I don't care anymore. Uh. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> My instant thought was, "Damn, Allison, be looking hot." Followed by an immediate, "Who is that pretty boy?" Then I read your comment that is Daniel. <laughs> Sorry, man, life wearing on you. But hey, your wife is still hot as fuck. With all due respect, of course. <laughs> With all due respect. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. With all due respect. Here's one. Daniel is unrecognizable. Poor guy. <laughs> God. I need to use that service you just were talking about. Yeah, yeah it's brutal. Uh, so anyway, thank you, everybody, for keeping me grounded. Appreciate you. <laughs> did you Did you have a sense that maybe comments like that were going to come? Or in your mind, you're like, he looks the same. No, I was like, this is a fun picture because like, we look so different. Oh. Look at us. I, I, my comment was we were babies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, so. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, oh, the carb was Saskatoon berries, mm-hmm. which is uh, a berry from Saskatchewan. And we talked about this a lot. And it turns out the way I say Saskatchewan is very wrong. (laughs) A lot of people, a lot of people from Canada let me know it's wrong and it's funny. And, uh, and that everyone, and it was Renee and Eric Martin were here too, that everyone here was saying it incorrectly. So then I was like, listen, all you Canadians, uh, call in and, uh, leave us a voicemail and tell us the correct way to say it. And then do an imitation of how we say it. Can I try it? Yes, please. Saskatchewan. That's pretty close. close. Yeah. Have you been there? I've been in Canada quite a bit. Yeah. And I feel like I've heard that version, but I, I also feel like I could never say it how they say it. Yeah. No, I feel like you got pretty that's, close. That's, that's pretty much right. Okay. Say it yeah. again? Saskatchewan. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Did you think it was hilarious when I said Saskatchewan? No. They say <laughs> Quebec, too. Yeah. And I, I feel like everyone down here has always said Quebec. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like when I go, no one cares what you're saying. You're, you're way up there in the east. You're way, like, I actually said Quebec on Childish recently with Greg Fitzsimmons, my other podcast, and he corrected me to Quebec. What? In your face, Greg. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Renee, and she'll have to listen. To, to get caught up she suggested we have a contest to see who can pronounce it most correctly the winner gets a saskatoon berry and we went around the table and uh turns out the clear winner was not me <laughs> it was daniel uh, how do you say it the way you said it oh nice saskatchewan i feel yeah. like i should be more sensitive to it being from nevada and everyone says nevada yeah. including a lot of canadians but they just go eh, i don't know and i'm not from there i'm not and i go but i when I hear it, I'm sure if they heard that I wasn't as sensitive to the way they pronounce it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think that's just how it is. When you're from there, it just yeah. s- sounds so specific and unique to you. So yeah, You guys are saying Pennsylvania wrong, and I never say anything about it. How do you say it? <laughs> Fucking Pennsylvania, man. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you have clips of, uh, of all of our Saskatchewans. Yes. Sus- whatever's. Let's hear Daniels. This is Saskatch- a Sorry. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. See, you say Ewan a little at the end. I feel like it's just Saskatchewan. Well, Saskatchewan. according oh, no. to Canadians, 
I nailed it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. So I didn't know. Maybe someone should I'm... step back. Now, I think number two, and by the way, I should have done this in reverse, but whatever. Um, who knows? The earth could blow up. You never know. We've got to get to it fast. I think number two was Daniel. What? <laughs> he did it so number good, two. he got number one and number I two. Fucking... <laughs> it number was a little... Two. Number two was Jeff. It was Jeff. Sketch one. Sketch one. Oh, but wait till you hear Allison's. It's so close. <laughs> Sketch one. <laughs> wait, let's hear that I, again. Wait, I'm wait, sorry, no. I'm stepping honey, all over it. Honey. You want to take over? You host. Yes. Let's hear Allison's, and it really was close. Well, this is Allison's show. Yeah. No, not oh, right thanks. now. Okay. I've given it to Daniel. Sketch win. <laughs> Sketch win. Sketch win. Sketch win. Get over here, son. It reminds me, uh, did you watch Deadwood? Yeah, oh yeah, hell yeah. Of uh, Wu when he would talk to uh, Swedgen. San Francisco cocksucker. He'd call him Swedgen. Yeah. Oh, Swedgen. <laughs> Let's just hear Eric and Renee's. I forget, I forget where everyone landed. Saskatchewan. That sounds pretty good. That, that was, if you were in an audio bad. book, you would be like, okay, that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. A good read, but I think Canadians would say that's not the way that Canadians right. say it. That's what they said. Yeah. Sketchin. Sketchin. <laughs> she, she followed my lead. Do you <clears throat> mine and then hers, please? Sketchwin. <laughs> Sketchin. Sketchin. Sketchwin. Sketchin. Those are fucking cute. All right. This Sketchin. reminds me of there. Anytime you've ever traveled to Mexico or a very um, Latin part of the world, but particularly Mexico, where it's like the type of Spanish that we're most con- used to hearing, there is not a single guy that goes "Hola, dónde está mi amigo?" <laughs> and yet, like yeah. when someone's teaching it to us, we go, "That guy is very authentic." But yeah, I've never right. met anyone that talks like that. This seems like. I think Eric's read was the most like that, like Saskatchewan. Right. Where you'd be like, yep. That, it's like person... you push the button on the pronunciation yeah. in the <laughs> dictionary. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Right. That sounds very audiobook. Saskatchewan. That's, that's, that's an imitation. That's, that's an imitation. A Canadian person imitating me. Saskatchewan. Oh, Saskatchewan. <laughs> that, was, that was another imitation of you. Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> I like how morose it is. The, okay. The ingredient in shampoo spelled j-o-j-o-b-a oh god how would you pronounce it oh, i yeah, think it's jojoba from... oh, thank boy. you my man i knew <laughs> another southwest buddy would get it <laughs> is it not is it that's right oh hell yeah now it's allison time... thought it was jojoba I Bet, Can you believe i'll that? be honest at some point in my life i'm sure i did and then someone squared me up and was like, come on, man. It's jojoba. <laughs> and that's just way more fun to it's say. Jojoba. <laughs> like, it is fun. Jojoba. Um, uh, oh, I know. Because I was saying that my friend Johanna, before I knew a Johanna, I thought it was Hohana. And that's fun to say. Yeah. Hohana. Hohana. Hohana that and Hohana. Hohana, <laughs> yeah. What's up, Hohana? Please, guys. Those days are behind me. <laughs> I think it's time to bring back this our signature segment <laughs> yes please or oh please is it yes please give me some of that oh, oh please that's much crap yeah in this Pitch segment please <laughs> yeah this segment tag on there we discuss whether the thing that i'm about to say gets a yes please or an oh please now usually it's something light like cheesecake but this one has Uh-oh. depth to it, Shit. and mm. Jeff gets to go first. Get ready, Jeff. Ruh-roh. Getting older. 
Yes, please. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. Wait, did I get to go first because I'm the oldest person here? No, you get to, no, you get to go first because you're special. Oh, in that I'm the oldest person here. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying getting older. I'm enjoying this part of life. Um, honestly, I would say the only benefit of, of looking back at people younger than myself and myself younger than I am is that I had a lot more hair and a lot more energy. But that being said... You have a lot more energy, but you don't know what to do with it. And you're all uptight and everything bugs you and you're trying to figure everything out. It's like, now stuff doesn't bother me because I've seen it all a million times already. So getting older, you just you just really let go of a lot of stuff. And I don't know if it's wisdom per se or if just that you've seen it and you're done with it and you're just not having it anymore. Or if it's the fact that knowing that there's only a finite mm. amount of time on the clock makes you reevaluate how you spend your time. If that forces you into wisdom into making different choices, but it's definitely a thing. And it, people my age, I talk to them, they're like, yeah, I, I don't have any time for people's baloney anymore. So yes, please. Wow. An unfettered yes, please. Big who, time. Who wants to go next? Mm. Well, plus, about- what else are you going to do about it too? Sorry. I'm right. Up, That's like, okay. It's kind of out of your control, so you might as well be as good with it as you I'm can. not going to grow old gracefully. That's an Olay ad, an oil of Olay <laughs> ad. I'm going to fight it every step of the way. These laugh lines aren't so funny. <laughs> These are commercials. Have we already brought up that I think, um, what's her name, Andy McDowell from Groundhog Day aged yeah. out of her anti-aging campaign for L'Oreal or whatever it was. She used to always be on TV. How do I do it? And now they're like, <laughs> you're old, girl. Let's find someone new. Um, I, if Jeff's like a 75 or 80, it sounds like on the scale, I'm closer I feel like he's to- 100. Because you mentioned some things that people would bring up, where you like, you clearly have weighed those against. They're all they're the a thing, but I I just think there's not a lot of upside to it. You have oh. a lot more energy, but you spend it on dumb things and being freaked out and anxious and mm. and having a ton of life ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm closer to fifty percent, I guess, uh, but I'm probably leaning more towards yes, please. Uh, and then I think about like the beauty of being older and having the experience of it, and and. You know, things mattering less. There's a certain nihilism, I think, that comes with that. But maybe you're more generous or more thoughtful or more like empathetic, which I think is valuable when you're a kid. Like everything's just kind of about you and what you want. But you do have that sweet energy and you have access. You never find yourself going, oh, what, what was the name of that? It's there. Like everything, mm. because your brain is still getting just flooded with all the information and you can take it. You're like, got it, got it, got all that, keeping it. It's like a bookshelf with like not that many books on yeah. it versus what I'm dealing with, which is like overloaded and I go to reach for one and like four of the wrong ones come out first. Absolutely. And you just find yourself, I don't know, it's back there somewhere. (laughs) I used to know this kid. I was just like you. Don't show off to me that you know this. And then so there's a certain level of like, Ugh, old that I that I don't love, and I, that I think that I do have that. Probably everyone does to a certain degree, where you care a little less. Where like if you lose at something, like it's just life. No <laughs> one knows what it means. Let's just plow through to the end. So that's a little bit like negative, but but yeah, just I like that you're going. You're you're getting a little further into it. So that part seems. I saw someone shared something the other day that was like life should just be levels as opposed to like how old are you like oh i'm at level 45 (laughs) (laughs) and that would seem a little more like hey you did it you got there so for me sorry to call it back to me but i feel like oh i've just started act three so yeah i've moved forward but now i'm i've started act three just now and now i have that to look forward to and it's going to be a whole different thing Mm -hmm. it's interesting what you're saying david about or you're kind of saying this too jeff the 
I feel like, David, you pointed out sort of the different ways you can look at the caring less that happens as you get older. Because on the one hand, like, oh, yay, I'm freed of all this bullshit concern. But on the other hand, is it just like I've been ground down? (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I don't know. Um, So, so David, would you give it a yes, please, or an oh, please? Final thought here to answer that. Okay. Uh, I think if you say bitch please or or oh please you're essentially saying that aging in its in it the nature of it is you're against it which would mean you're for a prolonged never-ending life which seems like if you're up for that great you'd want to live forever i feel like that it is temporary that you have to appreciate it i'd lean more because of that to yes please isn't it funny so when i was young i used to try to imagine living forever and like you just can't. I don't know if anyone. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think our brain can't do it, mm-hmm. right? Like you get. I I get to a certain point where I almost get like chills about like I can't. Oh, like I, think forever? I think about it. In perpetuity. Yeah, I think about it. I think about it. If you ever go up to the OEU Sky Space here in downtown LA, you can pay to like go up to this. You're so high up. And you look down at all the buildings, and most of them have a helicopter pad on the top. And you look at all the cars driving around like ants. Just the rat race is really happening. People budging, move. I'm, and they're all going. Even if you're zooming through red lights, you're still just barely going. The people that own all these buildings helicopter into one point, get rent or whatever the hell they get there from their tenants, who are the biggest banks in the world, and helicopter back to Malibu. And I feel like, are they? Do they live forever? Have they? They they control the game. They're trying. I feel like Peter Thiel's trying. Be, they might be real, and then if and maybe there's no books ever written that capture their photo, and then if there are, they have those people killed, but, and we just lose mm. track of them. And then they go. Maybe they even serve life sentences in prison, and then they, you know, bring in someone to bring them out. And they just you could do it. You could live a thousand lives. Mm. I don't want to. I definitely don't want to die. But the idea of living forever is problematic as well. So what you're talking about, like those people, they don't really live forever. They just have really long lives. Yeah, Living like when, forever means that at a certain point, you're just floating in space because the earth is gone and you're still just, oh, fuck, I'm still alive. Maybe we all do that, guys. <laughs> uh, you can't escape this universe. You can't leave it. Your atoms are going to be here. Even just little bits of carbon of you if you get cremated. Some at- like Your consciousness is comprised of atoms. So we're absolutely convinced we're something. We're some ethereal thing, but maybe... Yeah, but you're unlocked from the the body at that point right you're you're like you're like the uh heaven's gate mm-hmm. you're um no i don't know what i'm talking by the talking way about. daniel i what? would like to be buried not cremated i know it's more expensive and i know it's maybe not great for the environment but cremation another shallow deep grave what are we talking about here but then you're just, just gonna maintain dirt pile in the <laughs> backyard you know just put like make a little cross out of pencils yeah um sort of like you do for a pet you want to be in a coffin lowered into the ground i just don't want to be cremated all right. What about like scientifically experimented on? Can we dump you in the ocean? <laughs> yeah, just dump my body in the ocean. That's my dream. I don't know. Is everyone else here cool with being cremated one day? Uh-huh. I feel like you can do whatever you want to Mike. Yeah. I want it to be stuffed. It's not appropriate. The, the idea of being preserved, like the way they do it, it just I feel I, I don't like the idea of trying to make sure this body doesn't decompose. Like, yeah. Oh, this is not a fun conversation to have. Okay. But I, Are but, you yes, please, or oh, please, Daniel? Well, I love that you took this topic and made it a binary choice. It's <laughs> certainly shallow enough to do that with. Uh, that's how this signature segment works. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <clears throat> I agree with the fellas uh, that there is a definite upside to getting older that's cool 
and I I like that. However, there's two things. One, I don't like the fact that my body does not rebound as quickly as it used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it and the knowledge that that's only going to continue to get worse. Only getting worse. Uh, you know, just in every way, it's harder to rebound. I don't have the resiliency physically that I used to have. Uh, definitely feel it in the morning, you know, just like, oh, fuck, you know, my, my just things that are aching and sore that n- didn't used to be. So that sucks. Um, but also, like, being a parent late in life uh, means that getting older, there's this other component to it of I'm not going to be around for a, for a big part of their lives. And so for me... Uh, that sucks. Like, I wish that uh, maybe I'd had them younger so that I could be around for longer in, uh, as a p- portion of their lives. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's mix, a real mixed bag there, hon. Gotta choose one. That's yeah, I mean, you gotta go with yes. Yeah, it's it's like the upside of getting older is, is that, uh, you know, you have... Increased life experience and wisdom. You can tell youngsters to kiss your ass. Uh, you can. Uh, you're, you're generally doing better in your life. Uh, you let things roll off your back easier. Uh, you're just ha- have you know more shit. I know more than I used to know. I have more skills than I yeah. used to have. Like every year, I'm trying to learn things. I'm better at all the things that everything that I could do before. I'm better at. So that's good. I like to get better at things. I guess the two things that fold into no, please, or like, you know, no thanks or whatever. It's oh, police. Oh, oh police. Sorry. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> no, it's okay. It. Everyone forgets. <clears throat> the, I, I forgot. For it a means while. you're either perpetually youthful or you're dead. So would you want to be 22 forever? Yeah, honey. What well, the here's fuck? the thing. What's your answer? My answer. Well, I so I just had a birthday recently, which is why it's on my mind. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. I like that I care less about bullshit, um, that I am theoretically less insecure or a little more secure. Um, I, I know how to handle things a little bit better. And honestly, I feel like the best, the most enjoyable part of my life is just starting because it's with my kids and they're really young. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it so happened that it's starting at this age. And I do like that I'm not a young parent in the sense that like, if I had been a parent in my 20s, that it would be a totally different situation for me. Yeah, I was a, t- I was a totally different person in my 20s as well. All that being said, I don't love that I don't have as much energy uh, that my face five hour up, energy extreme honey. <laughs> <laughs> just all the changes that happen with age I don't love that I'm just marching towards the grave I don't I want more time so I even though even though emotionally all of it is better older I'm still gonna give getting older and oh please one other thing about ah! being, that's right about being immortal uh, you know and not having to die is that it robs i think jeff said this it robs you of that urgency that death provides the knowledge that you're going to die gives you it's like an important ingredient that gives you uh that reason to do something 
you know, you, and that's a good thing to have. Have you heard the Jason Isbell song, If We Were Vampires? No. It sounds like the cheesiest concept. It's a really pretty song. It's just like, you know, we'll, we'll, if we're lucky, we'll get 40 years together and that's it. You know, that's the, ma- that's the beauty of it. If we were vampires, like we'd never have to appreciate the time, the limited time exactly. we have with each other. And you, you probably never do anything. Like if mm-hmm. I, if I could live forever, I would be, basically the most unproductive laziest person alive and i would it would be for nothing because why who cares that being said i you know you we could probably sit down and figure out roughly how many days we have left you know let's say we're gonna live to this age well it's this many days when i start thinking like that i'm like i can't believe i like did fucking nothing on that tuesday or whatever oh, yeah because really i'm do- i'm not make i'm i'm just getting by I'm not making the most of every day at all. I recently heard somebody say something that really put it in perspective. They said, do the math on how long you think you'll live. Just ballpark it, 75, 85, whatever. And then think of it in terms of summers. How many summers do I have left? And when you think of it in terms like that, oh, I have 45 summers left. I have 40. It really gives you a perspective of what do I want to be doing? Right. Here's what I do. I think of those days when I, and this hasn't happened in a while, which is a shame because I do like it to just lay there and watch five or six movies, order in food, and just be on the couch the entire day. And then whenever those would happen, I'd be like, man, when I'm older, or even in a, a week or a month from now, I'll have some project that I wish I had worked on or something like that, and I'll be mad at myself. And then I go, but what if I'd been stranded in a dinghy out in the ocean for like 40 days? All I'd be thinking about is how sweet that couch would feel. So then I like try to appreciate those days that like, those are something. Yeah. You, you really can't waste a day if you allow yourself to kind of appreciate Sometimes it. those moments where you're like kind of doing nothing are, some of those are good memories. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you it's think a great back time. on. There's you, nothing wrong. We feel right. guilty because we're well, in such a work-oriented but, culture. But right. There's Just, nothing wrong with that. All that carpe diem shit, like that doesn't <laughs> apply. You... The whole purpose is to work so that you have some time to fuck around. Look and at a dog yeah. sofa and take it easy. Dogs get it, man. <laughs> they fucking are enjoying their lives and they're yeah. in the moment. That's all. You just yep. want to. I think it's really about making sure that you're choosing to do what you're doing. So if it's like, hey, uh, I'm going to sit around and watch five movies. That's awesome. As long as that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. then great. If if you'd rather be doing something else and you're going to feel like shit. If you spend each movie seeing the credits and be like, I got to go do that. One more. And you're going to feel awful. Right. That. Right. But yeah, if you have the whole day and you're just willing to do it. And I think Los Angeles throws a weird perspective on that because we don't typically get enough terrible days that you're incapable of going outside or doing something. Yeah, there's always that feeling like you should be out there. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful day. People that live in cold places, if it's sunny, they're like, get out of the house. It's why I want to move to miserable weather. Oh, God, (laughs) I want miserable weather so bad. Because you just want those days where it's like miserable outside, can stay in, Mm -hmm. play video games. Yeah. I was the kid in school who, when it was like really shitty weather and you had to stay in during recess or PE was going to be, I was like, Oh, thank God <laughs> we can stay in and play thumbs up seven up or whatever. Heads up seven up. Heads up Did you guys play up. that? What a beauty. Yeah. yeah. And some people would cheat and put their forehead back so they could see whose shoes. Did you ever do that move? No. And then you'd start to get, you'd start to know who was doing it. Like, I don't think so. Get scooch up there. And then I really appreciated like the friends that would like bury their eyes in their arms and yeah. be fully up on the desk. I'm like you're doing it right. And I'd pick them and, it's a, it's a fun game. How did it work? 
everyone put their head down and their thumb up. And then you touch their thumb, they put it down. And then But it, who who was did, did the teacher select did was did everyone have their head down and their thumb up and then the teacher selected someone? How did that work? Like, who they, was the designated thumb thumb? I feel Put like downer. we had, say, like five kids that would go around and touch thumbs, and then whoever got their thumb touched had to pick who they thought did it. And then if you picked right, right. you took their spot, and if you didn't, then Get executed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a high-stakes game. <laughs> Listen, I think we can all agree, this kind of relates to what I was saying before, looking good feels great. Sure does. Uh, in fact, I have been real... Uh, playing real fast and loose with the grooming of late well, no that makes it sound more severe what i mean is like i don't put on a lot of makeup all the time uh however i sort of recently did and i did i don't like it i don't like that i felt better because i had put that much time into my appearance but i did but here's the thing for most of us really being able to devote that kind of time and energy into our look is not an everyday occurrence. Sometimes you just got to look good now and keep things as easy as possible. That's what Wander Beauty is all about. Wander Beauty is for the woman on the go. Whether you're doing your makeup in the car or handling skincare at the gym, everything is travel friendly and made to fit your busy lifestyle. Wander Beauty is about doing more with less. Their beauty essentials are multitasking and multipurpose, allowing you to create a full look without a makeup bag. Everything is made with skin-loving ingredients from around the globe, so you don't have to choose between good for you ingredients and high performance beauty because there's nothing more stressful than glass breaking and loose powders spilling all over your bag. Everything Wander Beauty makes is mess free and stress free. And because we don't all have time for a 12 step routine, Wander Beauty gives you maximum impact with minimum effort. Get 20% off your purchase at wanderbeauty.com slash best friend. That's wanderbeauty.com slash best friend. W-A-N-D-E-R beauty.com slash best friend for 20% off wanderbeauty.com slash best friend. Okay. It is now time where we can catch up with old D Huntsberger. Hey guys, <laughs> I don't have any riveting updates. Oh, great. Unfortunately, I'm trying to think if I did make a little note and now and the note is one dot. I noticed you making a note because mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to put a pen in and a thought that I had. So I don't know if this pertains to what I've been up to necessarily, but when you were talking about having the opportunity to like air your grievances and maybe even burn some bridges or say things that paint you in maybe not the greatest picture when you look back later in life. I wonder that like to some degree having to hold yourself accountable, at least to yourself or a potential employer, if that's beneficial. Because now people, when they sail off down that course, and there's probably like a Star Wars analogy where like the side of positive and negative where they maybe start a podcast where they all they do is rail on their old boss or their old partner or something to that effect. And then they become like that becomes their brand. Right. And then you mean like they have a pirate ship. They have a pirate (laughs) ship and or they have a ship that like as they build it, they can't go back that, you know, someone sees it and goes, hey, hey, man, like. You never used to be this way, but they go, mm-hmm. well, I have a million people that like that I'm this way now. So therefore, like this flame gets stoked up where I always wonder if they could. Well, that is my former employer, <laughs> I think. I, mean, I don't I actually don't know. I don't know what he was like before he became before his brand became. I complain about everything and I rant like uh, I rant about everything. I don't. 
I mean, I used to listen to him on Loveline, and he seemed pretty jovial. From what I understand, he's always kind of been a curmudgeon. But now he's like professionalized or monetized his curmudgeonliness, and he is constantly looking for things to complain about. Oh. Like that, beca- is that oh, kind of that, what you're talking about? I wasn't even referencing him specifically. But oh, no, I, I know. I, I really I just, only know him from Loveline, right. I suppose. Maybe like a little bit of the man show, but in those, yeah, like kind of jovial. So, right. But I feel like that thing has happened to a lot of people. I don't even have specific references where you just complain about things just that like if if allison had done that where she's like you know another thing and fuck this and they're a piece of shit and like using weird language you know like aggressively right like whoa the claws are out and then you'd be like sorry guys that was a one-time thing but (laughs) you get 30 emails like no more of that right then suddenly you're like all right i gotta go to the grocery store with kind of a scowl like what the fuck's this guy's deal yeah i do think there are people who are like i say what you know, I say what other people are afraid to say, and I tell yeah. it like it, like Bethany. Um, you, you're looking at me with totally blank, and I like her. Um, she's from Real Housewives of New York, and oh, she's okay. like funny and sarcastic, but she tells you know me, I tell it like it is. Yeah, and I'm blunt. Yes, right. And so I do think that becomes expected of you. You know, I was reading, um, this guy I know wrote, uh, it's it wrote a thing. I can't remember now what the the premise of the whole thing was but part of it he was talking about having been given a serious radio show oh it was like lessons he's learned from various jobs he's had and he had briefly had a, a radio show on Sirius X- xm and um the advice someone gave him was on radio like whatever your opinion is just make it five hour extreme just take it to you know so like <laughs> mm-hmm. if you think something's good it becomes your favorite thing in the whole world if you think something's you don't you know personally care for it it's like it's the devil yeah and i never i was gonna say i never bought into that but actually i had never heard that i wasn't aware that like oh that's how you're supposed to do it mm-hmm. so i i really kind of go back and forth but I do wonder, is that what people listening to someone on talk radio want? Do they want cool. like very black and white, very strong opinions? It's more stimulating because it gives you something to either agree with a lot or disagree with a lot. Right. There's it, So it stirs up passions. I think people like certainty I think as, that, as well. I think it's happening though in journalism too and in criticism just in general where everything is about you know, getting people to engage. Mm-hmm. The things that get people to engage are the things that are more extreme, less nuanced. And that's making our culture, I think it's all feeding into this culture of like, everyone's got to have a hot take, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I have a very lukewarm take on most things. You know? <laughs> yeah. I feel pressure to have a hot take, but it's just not. And um, yeah, it's too bad because it's... It gets kind of to dumbing such things a down. laughable, weird place, which who knows if it's specific to just the United States. But like, I feel like there used to be a spot where like, well, we can all agree that like children shouldn't be murdered in the streets. Say it was like that far. And someone mm-hmm. at the table would go, well, well. Hang on there, Hoss. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, just by virtue of having to have an argument to lob out there, their wheels would be spinning like, let's define how they got there. And let's talk about the institution and the machinery that put them in that. Pl- and that's what we're really against. You're like, mm-hmm. right. But you're kind of defending the kids dying and that well i mean if you technically i feel like that's all discussion nowadays well mm-hmm. because like the the way that everything works it rewards that extreme position mm-hmm. because if you don't have the extreme position let's say it's a topic that requires some nuance or what you you're just going to get drowned out mm-hmm. you're going to have that guy like shouting you ah, and then everyone's like ah, and then they've just moved on <laughs> and you're just like but um here's the thing about that that it 
you know, there are other factors that go into why it's, mm-hmm. it's like, no, but, you know, these people don't appreciate education, you know, or whatever the <laughs> fuck it is, you know, and you're like, well, maybe there's more to it. Anyway, um, Allison just checked out of the conversation. <laughs> I did sense. because, so, uh. Well, no, it's, it's okay. I was talking. Okay. <laughs> David, what did he say? <laughs> or did you check like, out too? No, no. I was. Uh, I mean, it was an attack onto like kind of what I was saying, where like the 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 fervor, the fury that you have to like continue that. Yeah, I do agree with what you guys are saying. Do you even know what we were saying? I mean, I got the gist. <laughs> I felt the the salient points I took home with me. It's like in politics which is where my head's at most of the time and i don't want this to be about politics but that's just where my mind goes um it's like you have people like ben shapiro or whoever who will have you know this big opinion and then it's like in order to um in order to counter that it requires breaking it down and then discussing and there's just no time for that there's so, truly not enough time. There's just no time in any of our lives, which we just went around the table and explained. We're all circling right. the drain here. And so, <laughs> not time for that. So, because of that, that ends up having a currency and a, an electricity to travel further and stronger than the counter. And that's where we are right now. Is like there's this amplification of the simplified ideas based on, you know, uh, I don't know. A misinterpretation or whatever and that's just the fucking goddamn world we live in right now <laughs> fucking hell well, i think people like the streamline like very um binary not even that's not the right word like the concrete certain certainty of like a math problem being solved and it's in the further you get into it and i i would guess the people that you know could understand simple algebra like and you get an x equals whatever and like yes knowing like that is the answer it cannot be replaced like that sort of light bulb thing applied to other things which it doesn't always do there's so much gray area like i was driving through kansas one time listening to am radio and the host of this christian network was having a a satellite sort of person on a college campus go with a wireless microphone up to college kids. Hey, can I get a moment of your time? And then the person listening, okay, go ahead and go ahead and Gary, get them. And then <laughs> sketch one, <laughs> sketch one. And Gary would go, he would ask them three questions. Like, have you ever told a lie in your life? And the college kid would be like, like any lie ever at all. And they go, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm sure at some point I, have you ever stolen anything? And they go, no. Even when you were a kid, did you steal something off someone's plate? Or have you ever accidentally? And they go, oh, I'm sure at some point. Okay. And they do a third one that I slide, cheat, and steal. So have you cheated anything? I guess would be the third. And the person would go, I don't think so. And they'd, they'd have some, and they'd go, oh, I guess maybe. they go, okay, by that definition, you're a liar, a cheater, and a thief, and you're going to spend eternity in hell. Them's just the rules. And most of the, most of the kids would be like, oh, get out of my face. But there'd be a few that were like, I never thought of it that way. That's like, I feel like that was the algebra problem for them. I'm like, you solved it. You got me. Like, I yeah. got to change well, my ways. That's like that thing where you go, uh, for a million dollars, would you fuck a goat? Right. And you'd be like, no, 20 million? How about a billion dollars? And eventually there's a number where you go, I guess for... A hundred billion dollars. Goat fucker. Right. <laughs> they just walk away. You're a Wait. goat fucker. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. I love it, but I've never heard that. Is this something that people would say to you in school? I mean, I feel like it's from 
yeah, like high school. Or I feel like or someone or at the back of the bus would go, yo, he'd blow a dude. Yeah. He'd <laughs> blow a dude. Like, right. he'd be like, no, 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 no. It was <laughs> yeah. like $500 million. He totally million said dollars. he would do it. He, this guy wants to fuck a goat. The officer was, I would cure cancer. He didn't mention that part. <laughs> right. right. It's fun being young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the question? I just feel like that <laughs> the whole thing folds into most discussions now. Everyone's trying to have this concise, like, it's algebra and X equals this. Mm-hmm. It, They're approaching it from these very ambiguous ways. We're like, well, I guess if you're specifically going down this hallway, down these steps, you'll get to this room. But that's not the only way to, to get even in that area well so i w- to be uh generous to people who um might be attracted to that and that's kind of all of us it's like yeah life right now modern life is extremely busy there's a lot of stuff to try to keep track of and if there's something that you can just say like you know what, that's going to help me understand that category of whatever in a simple way. That allows me to move on with my life. And I get it. It's like very appealing to have a very simplified belief system because it's, you know, fuck. It's like, who has time to read the, you know, in-depth history of this economic theory or whatever? It's like, nobody has that fucking time. And I don't blame people for that. But it's... I. Yeah, it's it's a bummer for our, uh, for our discourse. <laughs> uh, so I solicited. You're just, oh, you're just Jeff thumping. leaves, and it's I know. Yeah, Jeff had to leave early. Jeff all... works. At, Jeff's a day job guy now. Yeah. So when uh, when we start, so and we're at we're at a we have a situation right now, which is uh, oh, you were not here for Elliot's whole refusing to sleep thing that went on yeah it's we're we're past it now he refused to sleep um we spent a few nights no one's was sleeping uh but he bamboozled us because he claimed (laughs) there was a poopy there was no poopy there was no poopy weren't we talking about an episode like when do kids learn how to lie yeah well he's learned two kids two years and how many months is he Two years, two months is when they. <laughs> two years, three months is when they learn. He, he, he always months. lies about having nope. a poopy. It'd be like, you, oh, yeah. you poopy. He's like, no poopy. Oh like, my god, I fucking smell that poopy. He I know there's a poopy. Was standing in front of me, hunched over, grunting, turning red, and I said, "Are you going poopy?" He said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, "No." He was like, "Definitely yeah. not." He was yeah. Normally. Normally you can just a look there's a look on his face but this was like he was bearing like I actually said does it hurt honey cuz he looked so like <laughs> can you hand me the paper <laughs> no. yeah um he's got the wall street journal yeah. got coffee so anyway uh yeah he refused to sleep and then he climbed out of his fell out of his climbed slash fell out of his crib we had to we turned the crib around so the high side is on the outside he only now sleeps in a sleep sack which i think you saw which yeah, is this little adorable. thing yeah um but so anyway, we worked through that, and now he's actually go. He's pretty good about going to sleep. But the whole bedtime thing has like moved to later. It's become later. Yeah, and so and Jeff has. To, so anyway, that's why Jeff's not here, and that's why Jeff's not here to get on Daniel's case for thumping a cup. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Um. Yeah the the schedule doesn't work out right now. It's, it's, it's not great. Like, gang. You know, sorry, folks. So anyway, I th- what I here's what I was going to say though. Mm. I solicited questions on Patreon 
for a surprise bonus Patreon short little thing that we're going to do after the show. It's a surprise because uh, you guys didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought to end this show, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a Patreon question and then we'll do some more on the episode. How exciting. It truly is. Becky Milner wants to know for David. Oh, that's right. It's for you. Oh, I'm because I told pooping. them it was. I'm definitely not pooping right <laughs> now. <laughs> Do you enjoy cooking, grilling, baking? What's your best dish? Ooh, I felt like there was a period where I was getting into cooking a little bit, but I realized I can really only make um, like lasagna fairly decent. Anything else, I kind of lack the patience for. So I like grilling. Um, so probably as far as dish, I would say lasagna is the best thing I can make. But grilling, I can. I feel like I'm pretty good at grilling meats. So if you want to like have a, a steak or garden burger or any type of patty mm. or sausage of sorts, steaks, I can I can do that pretty well. I don't know if that counts as a dish. That that then I would like grill veggies too. I've gotten into that. So you can do the whole thing like right there on the grill. So that would be something I can like do. an outdoor barbecue kind of grill. Yeah, and like throw the whole thing right on there, like zucchini or whatever. I um, have never carrots, used a grill. Potatoes, throw them really? right on the grill. I've never, I mean, I've eaten food from a grill, no, but I've but never you, personally grilled. It feels like a, we, it's, we're going to get a grill. It's for whatever reason, typically like more of a dude thing. It but is. It's not, there's nothing about it. I don't it. know like, why. Whoa, whoa. I have no idea. It makes no sense. Is it dangerous? No. It's Do you get hot? Really. Because we went to Benihana for Mother's Day. I had never been. <clears throat> it was delightful. But man, was I sweating at the table. <laughs> oh, can we, can I talk about Benihana for one second? Yes, I know please. we're wrapping up the show. Uh, so for those who don't know what Benihana's is, it's a restaurant. Everyone has to tell. I don't know that. Is it everywhere? David, is it everywhere? Not. I'm. I'm not a, um, an expert on this either. I don't know I that everybody necessarily knows. I notice it when I see it, and I don't think I've seen it in every city I've been to. All right, so maybe it's not then. The whole thing is that you sit around a uh, uh, grill, Bocce, I think. Not a grill. Yeah, mm. it's just like a whatever. A really hot. It's a big a hot metal. Pl- it's a skillet like the skillet. size of this table. Yes. Right. Five feet by five feet. And then you have the uh, cook come up with a cart and then they'll do, you know. The little show. They'll do a show while the they're cooking your food. Which is awesome. Yeah. They're bouncing their spatulas and they're flipping them into their stuff hands. In the air they're and tossing they're tossing them in their And they'll go open shrimp. your mouth right in your mouth. Oh, really? You've never seen that one? No, man. No. There was no direct to mouth oh, action. Ma- no, oh, maybe they can't do that one anymore because it would like hit someone in the eye and got oil or something like oh. that. But. They're, when I was in college, they would do it. And when it I found phenomenal. out that there are there's some knife tossing, I went from being nervous about the safety of ha- bringing kids there because what if they reach the grill to like what if the knife flies into one of my children? <laughs> it's not really <laughs> knives though. They're like no, spatulas. they're like specials. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the guy. So we were there for Mother's Day. Yeah. And the guy wheels up and look. I I love everybody who works for a living, you know, especially food service. It's a tough gig. Um, he he seemed pretty tired. You know, you're over a hot grill all day or whatever the fuck you call it. But he walks up, and as he's walking up, he goes, he's just doing this thing, woo, woo. Like, he's doing what we would be doing, but he's doing it for himself. <laughs> We're all just looking at him. He's like, woo, look at this, woo, woo, the whole time. He's kind of checked out. <laughs> Totally checked out. Like he forgot. I'm allergic to your story. <laughs> hey man, I'm just calling in. I work in food service. I just want to say I feel that love from you, and you look old as shit now, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I I felt like this was going to be more interesting than it was. <laughs> well, it was the the fact it'd be like if I was telling a story and then laughed at my own story and like applauded myself. Yeah, or, he was or woo, he was doing the crowd noise. Then that yeah. would woo. make me chuckle though. I was like, look at this guy get a kick out of himself. Like a comedian, he's like, hey, <laughs> you know. I guess some comedians some do comedians that, get like Did really he- chuckle a lot. Did he realize he was... No, I think he did realize he was doing it. But it, there was like a nod and a woo. Like yeah. he was... It was like a magician. This is what it was like. It was like a magician going woo at their own trick. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, well, here, pick a card. Woo! They, they go, <laughs> yeah. I got in a fight in third grade, and this kid, Nick, who I always felt bad about this afterward because I did punch him and hurt him. Uh, not like hurt him for you know he like rubbed his cheek and ran off but he grabbed me by the collar mm. and was punching me in the face but i don't know if he just didn't know how to punch but i he was a kid where you're like nah i'm not gonna hurt nick for god's sake he's a nice kid but then he just he lost his temper somehow grabbed me by the the neck or the collar and started going making the noise as he's punching me in the face <laughs> And I was like, cut it out, Nick. And he just kept doing it. <laughs> so I like punched him in the cheek and he fell down and was, oh. And then I just always remember feeling like so bad about that. But I was also like, God, my shirt's all ruined. He kept gently punching my face. Did either of you get in trouble? No. And I feel like we were both fairly adult about it afterward where we like apologized to each other. And like, Wait, how we old were you? Third grade or so. Because oh, okay. we stayed friendly throughout like the rest of elementary. And I think we went through high school together and stuff. <laughs> that's hilarious that is funny you guys right. this has been a fun show uh everyone check out my other podcast childish with greg fitzsimmons uh go to allisonrosen.com for all your uh allison rosen related needs t-shirts ringtones pins patreon.com slash allison rosen follow me on social media at allison rosen on twitter and instagram david huntsberger take it away oh sure when you asked for updates i should have mentioned i've been going out and doing some shows with friends of mine, various, but like sort of not to say unannounced because I'm certainly not enough of a draw or people like, oh, got to get to the show. But um, I've been popping up and every now and again, people be like, hey, I didn't know you're on the show and getting my feet back under me because I hadn't the last year prior to that done a ton of stand up. So I'm going to be doing some shows uh, later this year, starting in Austin in late July and then San Francisco, Sacramento, Portland, Minneapolis. I'll be all over the place. Um, so check out davidhuntsberger.com. For ticket links and things like that, the Space Cave is a podcast I do, and uh, the Junk Show's back June 9th. So if you're in Los Angeles, come see music and magic and animation and all that sort of stuff. Nice. Cool. Uh, what, me? Yeah, it's you. You're up. Well, you can find me at Daniel Quants, Twitter, Instagram. Quants on the snappy. Uh. <laughs> um, and hey, come join me on the Discord. Uh, the watching hour is the, what do you call it? The server on there. You can find us having a chat about TV, mostly mm-hmm. movies, a little. Uh, Here's my impression of, um, this is a spoiler for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Is that okay to do? Uh, sure. Point, yeah. Thursday, like a week later. Yeah. This uh, is it. This is a hypothetical if say, oh, I don't know, like say Bran was king and then they would be sitting around the table going like, my Lord, I'm the 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 um what do they call themselves the ones that like i'm the cha- the chairman of something or other the ones like the small said, council i'm the advisor i'm your counsel of this yeah what what should we do and then every answer is brown going whatever you would like and that'd get <laughs> annoying as a king if he were the king or or go uh your grace um there are more ships than we'd planned 
I know. I know. Oh, then why do why you have you, me here? <laughs> why do you think I'm sitting here? Yeah. Give us some goddamn advice. Yeah. We're running out of grain, your grace. I know already. <laughs> Allison's just. I didn't watch no it, idea. but okay. You guys, this is thank you. Oh, follow Jeff at Colonel Jeff Fox on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 